traversing the fields of geekdom. How about new? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everybody doing on this fantastic weekend? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, because of COVID and all the businesses being shut down right now, you can order online and then go and pick up your geek goodness at the front door there. So always support local and always support our local nerds and geeks. Definitely something you gotta do. Uh, but yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm Corey. Obviously, if you have haven't been able to tell yet i'm running fast i had a big cup of coffee so that means the beginning of the show is going to be boom 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 energized and then the end of the show i'm gonna be like okay it's a top five list but for right now you got energized Corey. we always start the show with uh, the news of the week it's a little light we've been talking about that on the geek show uh then after that we have the movie news of the week specifically we're going to be talking about trolls 2 and i'm not joking when i say this how trolls world tour an animated kids movie could potentially shake up the movie industry as we know it. I know. Insane. We'll talk about that. Then we'll take a break for news. When we get back, we'll go over Corey's Tech Corner, the latest and greatest in the technology world. And then we end the show with a top five list of the week. I got music. I got dancing. It's going to be a smooth, smooth show. Before we get into the news first, I got to mention it because it's just so cool. And I'm not saying it because I work here. I'm saying it because it's a legitimate good app. Uh, look up the 1470 WMBD app. You can find it on any iOS or Android phone. Just go to the App Store and type in 1470 WMBD. You'll be able to find it. You can keep up with our news there. But what's really cool is if you look at the bottom right corner, there's a section called On Demand. You click on that. And boom, you'll be able to hear all of the previous geek shows. And if you want to hear more of my beautiful voice, hey, I don't blame you at all. Uh, go check out the Greg and Dan show after party. It's a show that I host with the uh, morning guys, Greg and Dan, that I'm also a producer for. It's a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it. But for now, let's get into the news because we got some interesting stuff. OK, I got to break this all down for you. This is one of the most complicated things to explain. But I'm going to do it, and I'm going to try to do it as fast as I can because it's crazy. So, Sony, the company Sony, owns the rights to Spider-Man. They got those rights years ago. I mean, like 15, maybe even 20 years ago from Marvel. They bought it from Marvel, but just Spider-Man. And I think a couple others. I think they also own Fantastic Four and uh, Ghost Rider. So they bought those to make movies. Obviously, they made the Spider-Man movie. It was a huge success. And Spider-Man is, without a doubt, one of the most commercially recognized characters. And it's great. Then Disney comes in, and they say, oh, we're going to buy Marvel. And when they did, because Sony bought them first years ago, they still own the rights in movies and in video games to Spider-Man. Disney does not, but they made an agreement together and they said, okay, let's work together. You'll keep some of the profit. We will too. It'll all be fine and dandy. And they agreed. And now they have movies together. You see Tom Holland in the Avengers movies and the Avenger movie characters are in the Spider-Man movies. It's just a match made in heaven. It's been working perfectly. Well, because of that, you have two giant studios that plan out their movies every year. And Disney specifically plans out their movies like 10, 20 years ahead, 
just to have a, a general idea of what's uh, going on and what they want to do, what they want to produce, and what they want to put out. Cool. Well, COVID and coronavirus has changed all of that because we've had movies that are not able to go out right now or being pushed or being released digitally, and everything's shaking up. So three weeks ago on The Geek Show, we talked about Disney changing up their entire lineup. I gave you a rundown of all the new dates that the movies are coming out for, and it was set in stone. It was good to go. But Sony decided to walk in the room and was like, hey, guys, it's me, Sony. Guess what? We're changing the date for Spider-Man. Ha <laughs> ha. See ya. And because of that, Disney had to go back and then rechange their schedules once again so that they could fit in Spider-Man to their whole overall plan with Marvel. So uh, Sony announced this week that they're... Uh, the sequels to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and the sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the Tom Holland film, uh, have been delayed for a year. I think one's going to come out in 2022 and the other in 2021. And uh, Venom, even uh, Venom, the movie Venom 2, I believe, yeah, has also been pushed. Because of that, Disney had to readjust everything. Uh, Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness is now November. Uh, it was November 5th, 2021. It's now been moved to March 25th, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder has been adjusted by a week. And there was another one. I don't have it on here, but it was adjusted to a longer time, too. So I know that was incredibly complicated. And do you want me to make it even more complicated? Then listen to this. In a weird world that we're in, in the giant circle that I feel like Hollywood is, Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness is being directed by the guy who directed the original Spider-Man movies, uh, Sam Raimi, I believe his name. I know, absolutely complex, but that's where we are with Disney movies and Sony. So we'll eventually get this stuff, and I often wonder, because of this uh, coronavirus and movie theaters closing and uh, pushing movie releases to later dates... 2021 is going to be an insane year of movies. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I cannot wait for that. It'll be very, very interesting to see how that works. Uh, let's head into the land of video games, and this one makes me incredibly sad. I think this video game might be one of my favorites, if not the favorite video game of all time, and that is The Last of Us. It's available on the PlayStation and the PlayStation 4. It's a game where it's kind of like zombies, but instead of zombies... It's plants and fungus. Fungus are able to take over human heads and brains and control them. It is such a good game on an emotional level, and it's just fun to play. Well, we have been waiting years for The Last of Us Part Two to come out, and it's finally going to come out. It got delayed because of the coronavirus, but now they have an official day. It's coming out, uh, I believe it's in June, June 1st. But something terrible happened, As and as somebody who works in the creative industry, I, I can tell you this is one of the most heartbreaking things in the world. It's You like secrecy. You want to build something, create something, and then release it and see all the reaction. Well, somebody at the company or somebody who snuck in was able to steal a massive portion of the game, record it, and put it online. So there are huge spoilers out there online. So if you are a fan of The Last of Us, uh, do not, if you go to Reddit or if you go on Twitter, just if you see anything that pops up that says uh, The Last of Us Part 2, I would just skip by it, d ignore it, don't look at it, because there are spoilers out there. And when it comes to spoilers, there are jerks. It's the Internet. We've been here. We know that there are jerks on the Internet. And people are doing what they do, and that is just post spoilers up instantly so that, oops, you saw it, ha, I spoiled it for you. 
the troll, I guess, feels better at the end of the day. I don't know. I always go back to that video of uh, there's a Harry Potter book. I think it's the sixth or seventh book where something very major happens at the very end of the book. And there is a viral video out there that shows a guy driving by in a line full of kids and families as they're waiting for the release. And the guy just yells out the spoiler and everybody's sad. I mean, I'm glad they, they get pleasure out of doing that, but uh, don't take that surprise and that excitement away from people. So if you want to know, good. It's online. It's out there. You can take a look. But if not, just be aware. Uh, speaking of Harry Potter, that was a good segue, Corey. Uh, there are new Lego sets coming out from uh, with Harry Potter. They have re-signed on with their um, agreement between Warner Brothers and Lego. There's going to be a new Hedwig, which is the owl, a big version, and it's interactive. It looks cool. And there's a few other ones. So if you like Legos or if you have uh, kids that like Legos and like Harry Potter, uh, take a look online. They're out there. They're beautiful. I love Legos. If I could, I would have an apartment made of Legos. I just really, really love Legos. Uh, let's hit some other ones, then we'll take a break. Disney is doing something really cool. Again, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, they had a family sing-along special on TV. And it was actually really cool. If you get the chance, go to YouTube and just look them up, because they're they are a lot of fun to listen to. But they had special guests singing classic Disney songs, and they had lyrics at the bottom so that you could sing along with it. Uh, some of the guests include Ariana Grande, um, Ellie Fanning, Josh Groban, uh, Michael Blue just a ton of singers singing awesome songs in their own unique way. A lot of fun. But they announced just this week that they are releasing another special. It's coming out on Mother's Day. They are introducing a dance element to it so that the kids can dance and play to it. They have not announced any of the guests, but if you're interested, uh, Mother's Day, May 10th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, so 6 p.m. our time. It's out there. It looks really cool. Disney is reportedly developing a live-action Hercules movie, and they have three directors in their mind. Their th the directors are Jeffrey Silver, who did the Lion King movie and Tron Legacy, John Favreau, who did Iron Man, the Lion King, and the Russo brothers. You would know them from, obviously, what has to be one of the biggest movies of the past couple years, Avengers Infinity Wars. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it comes as no surprise that they're continuing their trend of live action movies it's been a huge huge success for them not a surprise at all and with that you guys we're going to take a break because i talked way too long when we get back we'll see if i'm still energized from the coffee and we'll talk about some news welcome back to the geek show i'm your host Corey wara how is everybody doing okay let's get straight into it because this is has to be one of the most complex complicated stories of all time more complicated than spider-man that we talked about uh we're going to talk about movies and specifically how one movie is going to potentially change the entire movie industry as we know it. And you would think it would be like this giant movie. But no, it's actually, and I'm not joking, Trolls World Tour, which is the sequel to the Trolls movie, an animated movie. I've heard great things about it. But this movie specifically is causing such a huge mess. So Universal, because of the coronavirus, uh, they were going to release the movie in theaters. But because of the theater closings, they said, OK, we're not going to push it. We're going to do a test. And that test is going to be let's have the movie released digitally. And everybody was like, OK, we get it. You know, we get it. The times are weird. You need to make money. We get it. That's totally fine to release it digitally. Well, there's a problem because they released it on April 10th for 1999, which, in my opinion, is a great price. Some people complained, said it was too much. But if you think about it, the cost of tickets and the number of people watching, it's worth it in the long run. 
after that movie was released, it turned out that they made around $100 million in rentals. Now, a lot of people are like, well, then why would they stay away from movie theaters? Because the last movie, the first Trolls movie, made $153 million. But it's when you break it down that you really understand. Because you have to remember, at the end of the day, movie theaters and companies are just trying to make money and move on. Theaters are in the same place. But because of that profit, because of the $100 million, Universal released a statement and they said, look, guys, this was a fantastic test. We're going to continue doing it. Uh, we're even going to uh, come up with the idea or maybe just implement it instantly to have uh, when it's released in theaters. It will also be released digitally online so that you can rent it online or go to movie theaters and watch it. Big success. Happy. And that was the end of it. Oh, no, 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 no. Something big happened after that. After that statement happened, AMC Theater, which is the biggest movie theater chain in the country, walks in. They're like, excuse me, Universal Studios. You need us. And the fact that you're saying you're going to potentially go digital with us, that's going to hurt our end of the deal. No. Because of that statement that Universal did, AMC has decided to get rid of and not show any Universal Picture movies ever. They've banned them. Now, initially, I would have told you this when this originally started, that, oh, you know, look, the coronavirus with where we are now in three weeks when movie theaters start to open back up, this is going to be nothing. They'll be made up by then, and then we'll move on, and they'll call it a day. But it's when you break down the numbers, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, a few other things that are contributing that actually this might change things. So to give you an idea... Uh, of Universal Studios, their future movies. This is what AMC theaters are saying. No, we're not showing these movies in theaters. Uh, Minions, Jurassic World, James Bond, uh, the Fast and the Furious movies, and Candyman. Those are big money makers. But let's break down how the money works. So Universal Trolls uh, World Tour, I told you, uh, made a hundred million dollars in rentals. The first Trolls movie made $153 million. So they took an estimated about $77 million home with them with the first movie. Because how movie theaters work are that when a movie is released, a theater makes 50% of the ticket price, and the studio makes 50% of the ticket price, and it, that slowly changes here and there based on the contract that they sign. And because of that, uh, because of the first movie and because of the 50% box office sales, Universal Studios made $77 million. Well, because of the rentals, where they made $100 million, when you release a movie digitally, the studio, Universal Studios, makes 80% of the profits, and 20% goes to the source. So if I want to watch it on Amazon, 20% of that money goes to Amazon. Or if I watch it on iTunes, 20% will go to Apple. And if you break it down, 80% of $100 million is $80 million, pretty much the same thing as $77 million. So they made the same amount, but they didn't have to pay the cost to go to movie theater chains. and to. They probably didn't even have to uh, do that much marketing behind it. They just released it, called it a day, and they made some money. And on top of that, uh, you have movies like uh, The Invisible Man, The Hunt, Emma, Never, rarely, sometimes, always. These were all movies that were released initially the first few weeks during the stay-at-home order so that people could watch it. Those were movies that were, at the time, still in theaters, but because theaters were closing down, they moved on to that. 
But here's the thing. Those movies have generated about $60 million in rental fees, $48 million of which gone straight to Universal. So Universal is testing it and having huge success with these movies. They're even seeing that these movies are being watched by people that typically wouldn't go to a movie theater to watch these. So they're very, very interested in it. And AMC is is ticked off. They're like, look, we need these movies. You need us. That's what they keep. They keep saying that. But I don't think AMC theaters realizes that you need them just as much. And this thing kept spiraling. It spiraled because after AMC, Regal Theaters, which is, I think, one of the second or third largest movie theater changes, also announced, hey, we're not doing Universal Studio movies. No. Universal, from at least from what I've seen, has not responded to any of this. But I... I'm curious to see where it goes because there are so many things that are playing at this. You have to remember too that Universal Studios releases smaller films uh, and they want movies to be released in theaters because the only way to get a movie nominated for an Oscar is if a movie is in a theater. So they want their movies out there so that they can get the Oscar buzz and make more money. But if they're realizing, hey, we can make a lot more money by having a digital release only. They might go that route, and if they go that route, that will change the way we interact with movie theaters. I know a lot of them uh, will have to adjust. I know some movie theaters are uh, altering it so you can go in and play video games, uh, older movies. It's just going to change the landscape in movies, and we don't know the end game of this. Uh, obviously, Universal could still make up and say, oh, you're right, I'm sorry, we won't do that. But the times are changing. I wish I, I had that song on here, the times they are changing, uh, because that's really, really what this is. Um, to give you an example how this trend is continuing, these companies are also releasing digital movies instead of theaters. And they're doing it, but they haven't said that they're going to continue doing it, so all the movie theater chains are okay. Warner Brothers Studios was going to have the new Scooby-Doo movie. It's an animated movie. It was going to be released um, in May, but now they are releasing it digitally. You can rent it for $20 or you can buy it for $25. Uh, A&T, uh, which had purchased the rights to Sony's movie An American Pickle, which is a Seth Rogen film, will now go to HBO Max. Uh, Disney also did it with Artemis Fowl. They said instead of releasing it, in theaters, they're going to move it to Disney Plus, and there are rumors that the movie that I've been waiting to see, uh, The New Mutants, will also do that. So they aren't ditching theaters completely on that side, which is why AMC Theaters is okay with it, because they get it. But Universal Studios is doing something different. Now, typically, I would say we always go back to the status quo of things. But if they decide to go a, a digital-only route and they make a profit and other companies see that, they could potentially leave movie theaters. And without movies to have at movie theaters, that could shake up, if not destroy, movie theaters, which is what a lot of people were worried about. Will that happen? I don't know. If, it's, if you want my personal take, is that there is something incredibly special about going to a movie theater and seeing these movies on the big screen. That was what inspired me to go to film school and to get in the creative industry in general. So we will have to wait and see. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3. Wow. 
Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everybody doing? This is a segment, one of my personal favorites, that I like to call Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. And wow, with COVID and the stay-at-home order, technology is like changing by the second, it feels like, and how we're reacting, how we're uh, consuming media. There's just tons of things that are happening all the time. So let's get straight to it and talk about some good things, some bad things, and some interesting things. I got, let's see, six short stories. And if we have time, I got a bit of a longer one that is uh, fascinating and scary. Uh, first up, let's talk about Instagram. Instagram is probably, I want to say it's one of, if not the biggest social media platform right now. And it's basically, you could shoot videos, you could chat with people on it, take pictures, and it, it's all about influencers, the people who get the most likes and clicks and hearts. Uh, but they're adapting, obviously, to this time of uh, COVID. I think YouTube is the first one to really do this, and that is have a fundraiser feature built into their program where they can click a button, and boom, you can do a live stream of whatever you're doing, uh, chatting, hanging out with friends. And you can donate money. People who were watching can donate their money to help a charity, specifically COVID-related ones. Well, Instagram is jumping on that train. I feel like this is just a tiny bit late to the game, but uh, they are now implementing a fundraiser button that you can press on Instagram Live, and you'll be able to start an Instagram uh, fundraiser event on your phone, chat with people, and help raise money for good causes. I think it's cool overall. It's interesting that it took them this long to get there. I feel like if they came out maybe even like three weeks ago, they would have been ahead of the game. But that's okay, because if it's anything with Instagram and with uh, influencers, it's uh, influencers trying to convince people, ah, I like my stuff because I'm doing something good for the environment or good for people. Help me raise money while at the same time getting looks. Man, I am kind of have a negative view on uh, influencers, don't I? Uh, but that's Instagram. Let's head over to the other popular one, Facebook. Facebook is doing something interesting. So Facebook already has live streams available on Facebook. I think one of their biggest negatives is that all of their videos have commercials on them, but in the middle of the video. It's just weird. It's terrible. I get it because they're like, oh, we're going to hook you, and then yeah, you're going to have to wait till after to see it. But uh, I just think it's overall terrible because it messes up the whole flow of things. But Facebook has a live stream feature. Everybody does, it seems like. And they are adding an option to charge for access. It's really interesting. I think this might be the first group to do that. Yeah, YouTube's free. Facebook's free, and I think Instagram is free, too. But uh, you're going to be able to, like, if you're going to have an event and you are selling tickets, you can make it private and charge people. So if anyone can join in and watch, like, a conference on uh, Pokemon cards or something, and you have to pay $10 or $5 or whatever you want to charge, and then people are able to access it so that... People just can't rush in and watch for free, and I, I don't know how commercials work with live streams with Facebook, but uh, I assume they have some access to that. But not not a big deal, but kind of interesting that they're bringing this out right now during the COVID time. It just makes you wonder because of the the times that we are. Are they seeing an increase on like conferences and things taking on live stream? I would think so because a lot of conferences are closed and they're moving into these online platforms. So maybe it's just another way to make more money in the long run. This one is hilarious because I think everybody I know who are still, who are quote essential workers are 
doing a lot of their meetings via video calls, Zoom, uh, Google, Microsoft, all of those. And this one's very interesting. So there's a program called Anchor. It is a podcast-making app that is owned by Spotify. And you're able to record things, put it on there, and it's an easy platform to make podcasts on Spotify. Well, they're doing something interesting because Spotify announced that they will now let you take recordings of your video calls and chats and turn them into podcasts. If you've been uh, doing Zoom meetings with your friends, talking about Animal Crossing and whatnot, this new tool will help you take those conversations and put them into a podcast that can be published and shared. It is important to note that Anchor is doing is letting you upload a file of the video recording, pulling the audio out of that file. Uh, They say that the new tool works on the web and supports MP4 and MOV uploads. So it's not like it's recording it during the Zoom meeting, which is always good. So you can't have people who like surprise or recorded you. No, instead, this is a you upload your video and then you're able to make a podcast out of it. But something awesome. I feel like we should just everybody, everyone who has a meeting should just record these and make podcasts out of them. I, I think we'll have a podcast series called like meetings of the world or meetings of the United States. And it's just all of these places. You can click on one. Uh, I want to listen to this Caterpillar meeting. I want to listen to this uh, WMBD meeting. I think that'd be hilarious and awesome and very, very interesting. By the way, have you been seeing all the celebrities that are getting in and like crashing people on their zoom, uh, Meetings. I think it's so fascinating how quickly we adapt as a society to changes in our lives like that. Uh, we're changing with um, technology, obviously, with video conferencing. I mean, backgrounds are now a big thing for uh, advertisers and celebrities are jumping in. It's just so, so fascinating. Uh, Apple Maps. If you have an Apple phone, Google phones already have this, but you have an Apple phone, you will now be able to search in the map feature for COVID-19 testing sites. It is available in all 50 states and Puerto Rico. I think that's awesome. If anything, we want to help support people who want to get tested and who need to get tested and just this ease of access to make it easier for people to find things. Because if it's one thing that we are incredibly known for in the world of technology is that we are lazy. I don't want to go to Google and type in COVID-19 locations, click on a link that will then take you to a map, and then you have to find the exact uh, state and city. No, people just want the easiest thing ever, and Apple's doing that by saying, hey, just type in COVID to your Apple Maps, and you'll be able to find it. I think that's cool. This one worries me a little bit, and that comes from Samsung and LG. Now, I believe Samsung is a Japanese-owned company, but LG, I want to say, is United States. I could be wrong. That could be Japanese also. But uh, they're warning that their worst financial impact of COVID-19 is still to come. They reported their first quarter results for the first three-month period ending in March, with earnings largely unaffected by COVID-19. And people were like, oh, hey, that's awesome. That means that we got through the worst of it. And they're like, ah, wait a second. We haven't really seen the full impact of this yet. And they're worried that the prices are going to drop. They say revenue was up uh, 5.6% overall last year, uh, thanks to a strong demand for its server and mobile components. It's funny, uh, a lot of people don't realize all that Samsung and LG and all these electronic companies do. They're not just phones and TVs and all of that. No, they're building servers that have the internet on it for us to access it, and healthcare, and just a bunch of things. But uh, 
I'm I'm very curious because you would think that with all of this positive tech stuff that we're doing under this stay at home order that tech companies will be getting a big boost out of this. But Samsung's like, whoa, wait a second. Uh, just hold on. We don't know what it's going to be like yet, but we haven't seen the impact yet because people aren't buying phones. They aren't buying uh Typical things that you would when we're not under a stay-at-home order. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I know when it comes to – I don't know the whole legalities, and I'm not even going to try to break it down. But I think because they are a Japanese-owned company that they won't get any money from the United States to help with their localized stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm talking – about things that I am not really aware of, so we'll just move on. Uh, finally, I don't have enough time, so I'll just give you the basic headline for this. Go to one of my favorite tech websites, The Verge, V-E-R-G-E dot com, and it has some outstanding stories. And one of the big ones this week was talking about exam anxieties, specifically with now that kids are working from home via remotely, they have to log in, at least the people at the University of Arizona have to log into this software where they have people who watch them when they take tests because they don't want people cheating. Makes sense. But it's the extent that these people do that's weird because they're asking you for uh, to show your driver's license at the video camera, front and back. They ask you to pick up your camera and show you the room that they're in because they want to make sure you're not cheating. It's weird, it's a little invasive, and I feel like the software that they talk about specifically in this article is just bad and outdated. So hopefully they'll fix it or find another alternative. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we are going to go over the top five list of the week. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, by the way, with Mega Replay, they, like everybody else, are doing online fulfilling and online ordering. So definitely check them out to keep up to date with all the geek goodness that is out there. And yes, this is The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. I hope everybody is having a fantastic weekend. Let's do the top five list of the week. If this is your first time to The Geek Show, welcome. I am also the morning show producer for Greg and Dan. And part of that job requires me to read a bunch of articles and watch a bunch of videos of what's happening in the world right now. I collect all of those and I pick the top five that I think you should be aware of in the week. And this one is viral videos and music. That's really the main category. So where do we start in the top five list? Oh, yeah. Number five. Number five goes to Steven Sotenheim. I'm terrible at just saying last name, so I apologize, sir. But uh, he is a famous director and creator of many, many, many of the Broadway hits that we know. Uh, Company is the biggest one, and Sweeney Todd is my personal favorite. It was his 90th birthday, and what was really cool is if you go to YouTube, Broadway.com, They have over two hours of famous celebrities singing songs in honor of his birthday. Take a listen to this. This is Neil Patrick Harris. She developed an unusual appetite. She took one look at my beautiful garden and told your father that what she wanted more than anything in the world was greens, greens, and nothing but greens, parsley, pepper, 
carrots, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and filberns, and lettuce. He said, all right. Yeah, I can only play 30 seconds of that due to copyright with music, but definitely check it out. Just go to YouTubeBroadway.com. It is literally, it is broken down by song. You can just click on the song and it'll jump to that. All the money that was raised during that went to a fundraiser, and it was all in honor of the 90th birthday of that famous director, Stephen Stotenheim. I probably said that wrong, but I was going to attempt it again anyway. So definitely check it out. It's literally two hours long. Really, really cool. Number four. Okay, this next one is very, very weird. So I'm going to play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. I think I could do Anakin. Okay. Oh, oh my. Hello, Master Anakin. Well, 3PO, uh, <laughs> I've been freed, and I'm going away on a star. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so you might be saying, Corey, why the heck did you just play that audio clip for me? Well, I got to explain it all. Go to YouTube and type in Bruce Green, and this will pop up guaranteed, and it is just hilarious. Now, I don't recommend watching all four and a half hours of this, but if you want a quick laugh, this is definitely something to watch. Uh, these three friends decided to get together, and one guy is reading the script, has the script in front of him of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. The other two guys have to recite the entire movie from memory, and I'm not joking, they do it and do it well but what's really crazy is every time they mess up they have to take a drink so obviously as this continues to go forward they slowly drink and drink and drink more i don't know what's more crazy the fact that they're drinking uh, that they have like this few mistakes or the fact that they know this by memory it is insane but hilarious to watch definitely check it out Number three. Number three. Number three goes to Post Malone, obviously huge, big megastar in the music world right now. And he did something cool, another fundraiser to help raise money for the COVID uh, response fund for the World Health Organization. He did a one hour and 17 minute live stream of a Nirvana tribute. It's really, really good. Take a listen to this. Uh, this song is called Come As You Are. Yeah, I wish I could play more, but once again, due to copyright, I can't play uh, a long clip of that. But definitely, if you are a big fan of Nirvana, check this out. I really like Post Malone. I really like Nirvana. This was a match made in heaven, and it is really, really good. He goes through a good collection of Nirvana. Hilariously, they'd never play Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is hilarious. But definitely check it out. Just search for Post Malone Nirvana Tribute. You'll be able to see it. It's one hour, 17 minutes. For some reason, like half of the crew that are playing in the band are like wearing dresses. And I don't know. It's weird. I don't know the choices behind all of that. But it's really, really unique and really, really cool. We're getting a lot of interesting musical events that happened during this uh, whole COVID thing. Very, very interesting. Number two. Number two. Number two is a lot. And I'm going to play it. Uh, the best way to set it up is that we have Josh Gad. And he had a little introduction. But first, before he had uh, the, one of the cast members say something, he had to do his voice as Olaf. Hi, 
Hi, Sean's family. I'm Olaf. Would you or your family like to see me do the truffle shuffle? No. Still no? No. But it was great, Olaf. Thank you. You want to make the call now? You want me to round them up? Yes. 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 All right. How do we do this? Do you guys like Zoom or do you, do you send out like a, like a Goonies bat signal up to the sky? Sky? Don't you realize the next time you see Sky, it'll be in another town. The next time you take a test, it'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us, but right now they gotta do what's right for them because it's their time, their time up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the minute we ride up Troy's bucket. Yeah, so that was Josh Gad, and he had a awesome, awesome video. Once again, raising money for charity, and he reunited the entire Goonies cast. I didn't play all of it because I think it was really cool to hear Josh Gad do the Olaf voice and then have that line from uh, the Goonies movie. The Goonies is something everybody loves. I was never, I, I never got on the Goonies train. I apologize to everyone, but I know it's, it holds a good place in everybody's heart who grew up with it. So if you want to take a look at it, it is awesome. It's like 30 minutes long. Josh Gad talks to the whole cast and crew and even Steven Spielberg shows up to chat a little bit. Really, really cool. The Goonies are back with Josh Gad. Here's number one. Number one. Number one goes to, I, I told you at the beginning that this is going to be a music-focused one, and this has to be the most adorable thing on the planet, singing a song I would never expect something so adorable to sing. This is the cutest Killing in the Name cover. So the song is Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machines, and it is the cutest version of the world of it. I'm, I'm not joking. Take a listen to this. So I like once again with music, I can only play a little bit, but that has to be the most adorable version of a young little girl singing uh, a metal song. Really, really cool. Just look up Rage Against the Machine, little girl. You'll be able to find it. It's hilarious. It is adorable. You can't understand half of what she's saying, but I promise you they did remove all curse words, so it is family safe to watch. It's really, really cool. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. I always try to leave on a positive note, so I'm going to reach into my geek buckets of my memory and give you this quote from The Dark Knight, and then we'll end the show. The night is darkest just before the dawn, and I promise you the dawn is coming. That was Harvey Dent from The Dark Knight. And remember, we will all slowly get out of this, but we have to work together in order to make it work. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.